It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by Ray White, the largest real estate and property group in Australasia. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast, available on iHeartRadio and also Spotify and Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. Tuesday, the 17th of May, has arrived for 2022, and there's a lot of talk about just how dicey things could get for mortgage borrowers with the RBI activity for the rest of this year, but Australia's biggest lenders are feeling pretty good and confident in just how most borrowers are going to be able to handle these rises. The reason the banks say that is that households have built up an impressive additional $240 billion in savings over the last two years. And when you couple the savings with the average owner-occupier mortgage being more than two years ahead in repayments and loan arrears, they say that borrowers are in a very good position to be able to weather the storm that is brewing. So at the weekend, I asked some homeowner friends of mine if they were two years ahead of their mortgage, to which they replied, hell no. So I asked if they knew anyone who was two years ahead in their mortgage. Nope, was the answer, and they cited that the cost of living was a major consideration why they were not two years ahead. Now, I'm sure that there are people out there, the bank knows who they are, and perhaps you know who they are. There's a lot of you. But that is pretty impressive, being two years ahead in your mortgage repayments. It's the Main Centre Forecast with propertybuyer.com.au. And let's have a look at weather around Australia. First we go to Sydney. A fine sunny day is in the forecast and a high of 21 degrees. Melbourne, it should be mainly dry with cloudy bits and 15 degrees. Good morning if you're in Brisbane. Expect a few showers today, a high of 25 And in Perth, expecting a sunny, sunshine day with 24 degrees as your high. Well, Scott Morrison was questioned last night on the ABC by Lee Sales just five days out from the federal election. He was grilled over the coalition's new super home buyer scheme after critics suggested that the plan to alleviate stress on first home buyers would in fact drive up house prices. The Liberal Party's move to allow home buyers to dip into their superannuation to pull together a deposit. They can now take out as much as 40% of their retirement investment to purchase their first home. And Morrison went on to say last night the key thing that impacts house prices is supply of housing and promoted the idea of more Aussies owning homes to invest in their future. Lee Sales responded by saying, what's the point of a policy that makes already insane housing prices even worse? Well, you get to say what you think about all of this coming up on Saturday. You can cast your vote. Enjoy your morning coffee. Wake up every morning to the Real Estate Podcast. And yesterday was an interesting day. For some reason, the Sunday Weekly Review decided to delete itself all by itself, which was a mystery to us. And yes, thank you for your emails wondering where it was. So what we've done is we have blended it back into the Tuesday podcast this morning, and that is coming up in just a moment. And tomorrow we are going to check out a $2 million new suburb somewhere 
around Australia. It hit the mark a few days ago, which is bucking the downward trend and a very nice result for the vendors. And what may surprise you is the number of active bidders to achieve that $2 million price point. Across every state, city and town of Australia, the Real Estate Podcast. So Angus, first home buyers saving for that all-important 20%. You recently looked into the length of time that it takes to save by region. So can we just break that down for our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, if you're looking to buy in Sydney, saving a deposit is seven years and the stamp duty adds another 1.4 years on top of that. In, in Melbourne, you're looking at six years and another 1.6 years on top of that. Brisbane's actually relatively shorter when it comes to stamp duty. It's less than half a year. Adelaide's a year, Perth's half a year, Hobart's a year, Darwin and Canberra are both a little over half a year. So, you know, in each case, we're adding at least six months and in some cases, 18 months extra time you need to save before you can buy even a relatively affordable dwelling. So what about the argument suggesting that reducing stamp duty would likely raise house prices? I mean, how accurate do you think that is? Yeah, it's a great question. So my sense is it certainly would. The question about how much I think is, is an open one. There is a lot of academic work on this question. And there's a, there's a good paper here in Australia by Leon Davidoff. They suggest that, or their estimates suggest, I should say, that it could be as much as one for one. So if you reduce stamp duty $10,000, prices could go up $10,000. But that would actually still be good news for home buyers because stamp duty has to be paid up front. You can't borrow that money, whereas you can borrow the increased price of the house. So it wouldn't actually increase the deposit burden by as much. Informing you on real estate. Wake up every morning to the Real Estate Podcast. We feature market updates, interviews and trends. It's your real estate podcast for breakfast. I mean, this is such a bad story for this woman. I really feel for her, not to mention the excitement, the thrill, the anticipation of finally moving into her new property, the months of organising it. It's not easy to organise a new house to move into, the years of saving and then for some, well, let's call him or her a mongrel to take all of that away in a heartbeat. I just feel for this woman so much. Yeah, I mean, you can't help but feel for these people. And unfortunately, stories are becoming more and more common as scammers become more and more savvy around the around their ability to scam people. It's a terrible thing. And I think Australians are probably the more relaxed and trustworthy type. But uh, sadly, this is not necessarily Australians scamming Australians. It's, it's people from overseas who are, who are becoming quite talented, if you can call it that. It's a, a terrible thing, and unfortunately, once once the money's gone, it becomes extremely difficult to, to get back. So having a look at best practice, I mean, what can we be telling people this morning in terms of what they should be doing, making sure that they're dotting the I's, crossing the T, and absolutely being squeaky clean around money transfers? The tricky thing with this, Craig, is uh, you know so much of transactional-based things around real estate and business generally nowadays is, is done online. Plenty of emailing, property settlements are now happening in an electronic space which for the most part, newer technology is, is very secure. But the, the issue comes in the communication in preparation for that point where, you know, you're talking about bank account details and amounts of money that need to be transferred and all of those sorts of things. There's, 
mitigating the risk around that is a real challenge and probably something that the average person doesn't necessarily keep up with because real estate transactions are not something that people do every day of the week. For some people, it's a once in a lifetime transaction and others it's, it's you know, once every five or 10 years or so. So it's not something that we do frequently to be well-versed in the risks and, and what we need to look out for. But the one common thing that we're seeing through best practice is confirming everything, whether that be a phone call or face-to-face, wherever you can in terms of bank account details that you are providing or receiving before the transaction is made. Wake up every morning to the Real Estate Podcast. And the report also showed that out of the capital and regional markets that Hobart was ranked 11th for affordability. Did that surprise or not surprise you at the ranking? Yeah, look, it's probably not. I mean, I wouldn't have predicted it to be that low. I I might have predicted it to be a little bit higher than that. But hearing it and really drilling down into the figures, it's probably not as surprising as what it might be. We have seen, as I say, exponential increases in the housing prices down here. And certainly uh, the research would suggest that the average wages in Hobart are slightly below some of those in the other states as well. So probably not surprising, although I certainly would have predicted it that it was there. If you've got a question that needs answering, you can email us at myrealestatepodcast at gmail.com. There's virtually no real difference between the two parties this time. As you know, Labor scrapped the abolishment of negative gearing. That would have made a big difference to the market. Besides the fact they're both uh, trying to help first-time investors or home buyers, should I say, into the market, that's obviously nothing to do with commercial and we're not going to see any sort of policies directed to this uh, in this time around. So I don't think Labor or Liberal is going to make any material difference to us commercial investors and um, no parties dealing with the supply issues. You know, we're finding there's still, you know, that's going to be a major issue in the residential markets as well. So there's going to be slight differences in immigration levels, like, you know, obviously more people in the country on a permanent basis or even a part-time basis is going to have uh, some positive positive impacts on the commercial market. But yeah, materially, there's no big difference this year. And that's why as a commercial investor, it's sort of not really a nerve wracking election. I don't think it'll make any difference either way, which is interesting. And there you go. That's a look back over the last week. Normally plays on a Sunday, but playing back for you on our Tuesday morning. Sorry, we lost that podcast. For some reason, as I mentioned, it decided to delete itself. I'm sure that there was a little bit of human error in there somewhere along the line. Anyway, enjoy your Tuesday. If you're looking at property, good luck. And I'll see you back for breakfast from 6.30 tomorrow morning. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.